Good morning and welcome to the VSA Capital 5 Minute Winning Minor. Oh, I was mumbling that slightly. Sorry. Welcome to the VSA Capital 5 Minute Morning Minor. That's better. On uh, Thursday, October the 27th. Um, right. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Good morning. Did you get wet cycling in or did you miss it? No, I missed it, actually. I was dry cycle riding. Okay. Uh, but I must admit, I was a bit stiff this morning. I didn't exactly pedal quite as fast as uh, I normally do. I was about four minutes slower. There you uh -oh. go. <laughs> um, anyway, look, let's let's not nasty too much about that because there's quite a few things to talk about this morning, actually. Um, so why don't we start off with one of our little favourites? And we've been talking a lot about lithium, and everybody wants to talk about lithium at the moment. Uh, and Atlantic Lithium have uh, um, put out a quarterly report. They've put doing a webinar. Um, I think they've got a new um, new people on board. You name it. They just put about everything. They are doing a lot of PR work at the moment, which is always a little bit worrying. Uh, it um, means everything is out there in the market. There's no new news. But how, what was your take on all of this today, Paul? Well, yes, quite a, quite a bit of news out from Atlantic Lithium, Shanghai Mining Club members, well, Ghana Lithium Explorer, and a quarterly report uh, out for the period ended 30th of September. All of these firms uh, rushing to get their uh, quarterlies uh, posted according to regulatory rules by the end of October. Pre-feasibility study was completed on Awoya uh, during the, the quarter here, which uh, gives a spectacular uh, uh, estimated return on investment there, 224% post-tax IRR and a payback of less than five months uh, if you go ahead and uh, finance this project. Uh, they also appointed a uh, new chief operating officer by the name of Keith Muller. Uh, those that name those names may be familiar to uh, some of the people out in uh, uh, the listeners here. And uh, they also commenced trading on the Australian stock exchange, uh, but while at the end of the quarter maintaining Australian 23 million in cash. So there will be a fundraise. Uh, coming uh, here and that's probably why they're doing all the PR work that they are. Uh, it does rather smell like that, doesn't it? But uh, that doesn't mean so it's a bad thing. Um, stock's up one and a half P today, 35.8 P. Um, it's actually one of the few stocks, I think, that are, you know, in the UK market that are actually up year, year to date. So well done them. And uh, it is a spectacular rate of return that's estimated in this. So there is no reason at all why this should not be financed. It's a, it's a great project. And I, I believe that Neil Herbert, the chairman, who's a very good guy, is telling people it is the best project that he's ever seen in his life. So there you have it. Anyway, that's Atlantic Lithium. Um, let's also, I'll tell you what, um, uh, why don't we also talk, talk quickly a little bit about TSX um, New Range Gold because they're buying, aren't they, the Korean, I pronounced that wrong, damn it all, uh, project uh, off Great Panther. And this is all down. Um, anyway, tell us all about it. Yes, that's right. Uh, one of the remaining assets of Great Panther, uh, which is uh, dropped into receivership, the TSX listed silver uh, producer. They uh, are. New Range Gold, also TSX listed, is buying the Cori Concha Gold, Silver, Copper, Lead, Zinc project um, mine located in central Peru. It is a narrow vein, a high-grade underground uh, mine, about 30, 90 kilometers east of uh, Lima. 
it does have a 600 ton daily processing plant along with storage facility and the uh, underground and surface infrastructure is already in place so uh, that is a good deal uh, for new range in order to get them into production status and essentially a little bit of cash to come back for the uh, poor people holding the paper of uh, failed the great panther yeah. Now, also, there's quite a lot of news out on uh, on lithium hydroxide plants, etc. Uh, we had the Alchemy figures today. Um, they don't tell you an awful lot because there's been quite a lot of news out on it anyway. But this is a company that obviously we raised money for in August at a pound. They're now trading about one pound fifty. So again, people have about a fifty percent return from that in just a few months. Uh, it's a very exciting project, obviously, to build a lithium hydroxide plant um, on Tees Valley and then also a lithium sulfate plant down in Australia. Uh, so uh, I'm sure there'll be lots more news on that soon. People want to know about it, do just touch. But Paul, you've also been looking at standard lithium, haven't you? Yes, I have. And the standard lithium has announced that they do have their demonstration plant uh, up and running now, uh, installed at their Arkansas facility. Arkansas being uh, or being relatively unique in this sense, in that it's the first demo plant to extract the lithium um, at commercial rates, uh, essentially from oil field brines as opposed to uh, surface uh, volcanic uh, um, derived uh, brines. So uh, lots of people have been w watching uh, this uh, story, uh, particularly because it is related to direct lithium hydroxide production at the tail end of the plant. So um it's uh, they are making steady progress but there has been a lot of flack in the marketplace over um, many months about whether or not it's accurately valued and over promoted and things like that actually going off onto a slight red herring uh, it is lme week and so things are cropping up now i was at a very very good uh, lunch uh, yesterday with wogan the natural resources traders uh, in critical metals lovely people great lunch so if anybody from wogan is listening um then please uh, thank you very much uh, but one of the discussions I was having actually was this whole um, issue with uh, brine extraction, where I was talk about how people sort of talk about how easy they, they, they make this brine sound easy. Oh, you just drill down, the brines come up, you know, you pump it back in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It, it just isn't that easy. It's actually harder than looking for oil. With oil, you can use seismic, and you you find an oil well. Um, enclosed in rock. The problem with the brines is you actually don't know where it is. It's all over the place. It's permeating in and out of the rock. There isn't any sort of natural major resource. It, it's a pretty sort of random, you know, dig in the dark. Um, and, and so there's a lot of, um, I think there's still a lot of work to be done before brines are proved successful. Would you agree with that, Paul? There is a lot more complexity uh, simply because the brines haven't been studied nearly to the detail that the oil industry has had a hundred, a hundred years of prior uh, uh, study on, whereas lithium brines uh, no more than 40 or so in a, in a, at real uh, scale. And, all, and particularly for the other sources of brines other than volcanic surface brines, uh, those have been studied even less, only less than 20 years or so. So yes, much more complex, uh, and you can't sell the brine right as it comes up out of the ground, not like crude oil. Anyway, just an interesting thought for all of those that uh, are looking at that space. Uh, now, also, just quickly, Paul, we don't want to run out of time. Um, 
We've had uh, from Rainbow Rare Earths, we, we just had uh, a, um, their annual report release that didn't really tell a lot, but we had a bit out on I, I, Ionic Rare Earths, didn't we? Yes, and that's a Shanghai Mining Club member too, uh, Ionic with the, the Rare Earth Clay uh, Explorer in Uganda. And uh, they have announced that their environmental impact study has been approved by the Uganda government, which is one of the key permits needed in order to uh, fulfill the uh, issue of a mining license for the Makagutu uh, uh, ionic rare earth clays uh, there in Uganda. So uh, well done them. And the speed actually was pretty good, only about nine months uh, between the date of uh, filing and the issue. So. Uh, Canada, take note. <laughs> yeah, uh, we also, what it's worth, we had uh, Q3 production update from Anglo-American. Uh, we tend to talk about the junior miners on this podcast, but actually they was they were sort of fine. Uh, there was nothing wrong with them, nothing brilliant with them. Uh, the stock actually is off 60p or so today, but that's only 2%. Uh, so the market was obviously slightly disappointed. But actually Anglos has held up, um, as have the UK miners in general, partially because of the strong yield, of course. Uh, has held up relatively well, so we're not surprised that a few profit takes take place there. Right, we've probably talked for far too long, Paul. Um, so uh, we'll call it a day there, and we'll be back tomorrow. We sure will. Thanks.